Next month, Sacred Reich will release reissues of their classic albums, Ignorance, Surf Nicaragua, and The American Way via Metal Blade Records. Available on CD and LP, these reissues feature the original artworks and layouts, and the vinyl can be purchased in a variety of limited colors. Pre-order your copies now at MetalBladeStore.com. Once again, Sacred Reich reissues, classic album, Ignorance, Surf Nicaragua, and The American Way. Go to MetalBladeStore.com to pre-order your copies now. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petr Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Happy New Year, all our friends and listeners out there. I am your host, Petr Spych. I am always joined by the sweet, smart, and very funny and buxom Brandon Han. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. Doesn't check buxom out, mean like, like you got big boobs? Yeah, yeah that's I why mean, I, like, I, ruined I, it. I want people to check it out, and then they're gonna go, "Oh, Instagram, Brandon lied to me." Oh, I just looked. but at least they looked. checked it out. At least at they your, checked it out. Your bosom, not buxom, right? It's not. not. It's, and, it's very flat. And the charming, <laughs> intelligent, beautiful. That's me. It's Sylvia. Didn't can, need to use the word buxom. No, I Sylvia no, didn't need, need that. I didn't need it. I, that's yeah. inappropriate. I wouldn't have said it. Well, I mean, people, <laughs> people are going to check out her Instagram just because she's a woman, though. Like, they're not going to give me that. They, well, they're not going to go, oh, I wonder what Gooch looks like. They're, they're going to be disappointed anyway. Well, right. At Gooch's Wait a minute. Buxomness. Fuck you. What? 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 You sold them the product. Anyways, where can they follow no, they'd you? they'd be disappointed with me. I don't have big boobs. Oh, I'm not saying you're showing boobs, but you're not gonna, they're not going to be disappointed. It's not, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sylvia, where she's the, acting where, like she's got hey, teeth hey, growing hey. out of her cheeks. Where can they follow you, Sylvia? At It's the Sylvia on yes. Twitter and Instagram. There you go. It's the Sylvia. And if you guys want to follow our other co-host, Jocelyn Sharp, make sure you follow her at J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and the Wizard of... Jaws, Jaws on TikTok. She does that TikTok thing. Yes. Oh. That all you kids like. Stupid TikTok. If you guys want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on the good old Instagram. This week, always a blast. I got to chat with Ice-T once again. We are here to celebrate for the second time Carnivore, their record that came out last year, but truly their Grammy nomination for Best Metal Performance. The Grammys, guys, will be uh, via live stream. I believe, mm-hmm. on January 31st, the 63rd annual Grammys. So make sure you guys are checking out that and keeping your fingers crossed for body count to take home that trophy. But before my chat with the wonderful Ice-T, man, let's talk a little bit about our Metal Sucks News. Get the news in your mouth! Get the facts straight! Don't deliberate or I'll tell you fucking never Get the news in your mouth! My dick is going in! You don't know where it's been! You better some buxom truth right it's there. Some buxom truth, big titty truth. Anyways, <laughs> I first don't story. Know where you my t- dicks has been. <laughs> yeah. did, you, did it just sink in? Yeah. Oh wow, Sylvia. <laughs> he doesn't though. He doesn't know it's. Oh, I d- have no it's idea. Attached to you. It goes. Yeah, but it goes on its own adventures. I don't tether it. You know. I'm like, <laughs> you go find yourself. Just come <laughs> you back home. <laughs> just come back home when you're ready. So New Year's Eve just happened. We had our own experiences. Uh, we'll talk to Sylvia about hers. But the first one I want to talk about is yes. Kiss did a live stream and they broke the Guinness Book of World Records 
with their pyro. And if you watch it on video, it's pretty amazing. It looks mm-hmm. like apocalypse now. It's just explosions everywhere. Oh my gosh. And the fact they took advantage of the fact there's no audience that they could pretty much explode everything in the, uh, the whole area. They had an audience in a hotel room watching from the balcony. So okay, it counts as people watching them, but you know what I mean? You can't, you, there's no way you can pull this off, but, um, what so you, did it look more like a music video than it did a real life? No, performance? It, it virtually looked like pyro happening like everywhere and explosions and like, but what I'm saying know, how, is, how, is like, how tall the pyro was, with the dude, cuts, but, you know how, when you see a music video and it's a, and it's a live performance, but it's a, but it's a music video. Is it like oh, that? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I yeah. see what you're saying. Is a budget that's strategically like strategically placed cuts. Yes, I know what you're saying, and I feel like it does n- look like that on like just uh, just bigger, right? Just right. bigger. Well, it was, wow. it was huge. Well, it's kids. It was huge. And um, what did it break? Now, what was the Guinness thing? The Guinness Book of World Records for the biggest ever pyro show and the highest uh, pyrotechnic uh, at a concert. Now, if you wow. think about that, but those records happen without an audience. That's so. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You could only pull off that. That's yeah, why it was genius. With, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you could only pull off that much pyro when there's no one there that could get burnt, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Cause we've already seen what happens when well, go ahead and ask James Hetfield, what happens when the pyro goes and off Michael Jackson. and Michael Jackson. R. It's R. like, R. yeah, that shit's dangerous. No, many people Py- pyro is, uh, is dangerous. It killed many lives <laughs> yeah. at, at concerts, unfortunately. Um, but yes, clearly taking advantage of that for the live stream to just have this insane action movie thing. Hats off to Kiss, man. That's cool. That is cool, though. It's like how they still somehow find a way to get people to talk about them after all these years. Oh, yeah. Dude, they, like, again, there's rock and roll bands. When you know when we talk about how, hey, the scene's not really moving forward a lot, a lot of it's based on these bands because these bands have these big ideas that mm-hmm. give them attention and make it exciting. And obviously kisses. That's the thing. It's like the same one, thing. One of the, the I, I guess, the grandfathers of that now, but like they're still doing it. They're right. not going to ever make it small if they can make it big. Kiss is like your your prime example of a double edged sword to where it's like you listen to the musicianship and the writing of the songs and you're not really impressed. But then when you know, when you see them, when on you stage. see them, and then they're like, look, like Paul Stanley actually said it best in the, uh, have you ever watched the Sonic Highways documentary with the, uh, oh, Foo, with Fighters. Oh, the Foo Fighters? Yeah, yeah. So they had Paul Stanley mm-hmm. in, in the episode when they went to LA. And uh, Paul Stanley flat out said, he goes, we're not good musicians. He goes, we don't really know how to play our stuff. He goes, but we know rock and roll. And that's what, and we just stuck to what we know. And that, and if you think about yeah. it, going yeah, it over the top, grandiose, trying to find something to get people to talk. Yeah, you're, you're talking about uh, guys that put on a bunch of makeup in the 70s and had flames going off behind them in the 70s. Like it's the like, platforms. Yeah. It's like, who cares if he sang a song about his dick again? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that's what Kiss did. <laughs> I like songs about dicks. Thanks, man. No problem. Right on, dude. All right. <laughs> I think that means I like Kiss. Oh, okay. That's what I was trying to yes. say. But anyways, the, mm. the big grandiose. Okay. It could, it could, there's many waters we can wave in that comment, but the point is. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm really impressed with what they did. And I love the fact that there's still bands out there that are like, dude, we need to go fucking big but it's funny with no audience. <laughs> we need to go big. You know, it's funny because uh, how grandiose they are. But in a recent interview, um, Gene Simmons was saying how rock was dead. It is. Well, it's dead. It, I think it's dead because it's like, how do you keep how do you top kiss at this point when you are a band looking up? How do you top Kiss? How do you top it? You go a, bigger, a, man. You go bigger. Yeah, fireworks. You can't. You need the money. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like with Kiss, it's like. Don't underestimate. I, 
I'm just saying, it's like with Kiss and the mountaintop that they've gotten to, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Because again, when Kiss was coming out, there was only a number of places that were talking about it. And if you could get on those radio stations and if you could get on those TV shows that were actually talking about your band, you got it made. Well, Mm -hmm. now, now it's like, yeah, you have your metal sucks, but now you have so many other things talking about your band that it gets lost in the snowstorm. So I don't know if we're ever going to be able to see that many eyes that kiss had coming up in the seventies. Like we, like we had, well, that's the thing is that when I say rock is dead, what I mean is that, the youth are, is, are who pushes the musical revolution movement mm-hmm. and then what's being sold and rock and roll is not on that platform right, right. now. They did praise Billie Eilish and uh, some other. Yeah, like which Lady Gaga. I, I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not rock and roll. They're not rock yeah, and roll. Yeah. But so the point is because they're, they're doing big things. Yeah, right? they're, they're, they're very inventive with the visual aspect of modern times and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And rock and roll, uh, that's when I've, I've heard the phrase many times, punk rock is dead. And then you go to a concert and you, you've got your, 200 yeah, it's fans. Not it's, it's not, I mean, that's what I'm saying, but I'm it's not commercialized. About, no, but, but to me, it's like, if it's not moving forward, then yeah, it's, it's kind of just nostalgia and that it is a little dead. I'm not saying dead, dead. Like it's, it's still, there's still fan bases for all that stuff, but in order, even for metal, for our genre to move forward, you need ghost. And I don't even know if people label ghost a metal band, but you need bands yes. like that that are newer that are going to bring bigger things than that. If we rely on Kiss and Iron Maiden and all those other bands, Metallica, it's all nostalgia. That's, yeah, that's yeah. that to me. You're does right. Say we're we're dead. If ACDC is the baddest, most energetic band on that arena tour, yeah, we're in trouble, dude. You know, we no, need, you're right. You're we right. Need you some twenty year old. You do need ghost. You, know, or, you do need a band like yeah. Ghost, and that's what Kiss gave. It gave mm-hmm. all these other bands uh, uh, something to look forward to, or, or, or an idea that they could grasp. Like one day that could be me. Yeah. And right now, Ghost is the only band I can think of that can do it that offers that. Mm-hmm. That, but that offers that to another artist mm. where they go, yeah, you know, I know how to play my instrument, I know how to write a song, but what can I do to grab their attention? even more. How can and, I make myself different? Right, yeah. right. And that's the thing. When you look at Ghost, you got Tobias Forge, who's, who, who is Ace and, I mean, who is Gene and Paul wrapped up into one guy. And it's like, yeah, as he goes, that band goes. But he's basically just using their same exact blueprint. You know, mm-hmm. like find, find Ghost toilet paper, find Ghost patch, find Ghost t-shirt, find Ghost jacket, find Ghost pants, find Ghost shoes. They're out there mm-hmm. and they're being sold on Etsy. And Maybe Ghost isn't making that money just yet, but when you go to their when you go to Ghost uh, concerts, uh, concerts and when you go to their their merch section, uh-huh. it's huge. They have like their own Target of merch. It's crazy. And when you when you're talking about rock being dead or alive, like you can go to any of these bands that are super popular now. And say if you were alive during that time when they had that arena show, let it be Pantera. P- Pantera threw the pyro everywhere let it be slipknot let it be system of a down i've seen all these things in arenas right all these bands during their obviously now they're still arena bands but during their like rise up and the fan base was packed you know that's what i mean by rock is dead who's filling up arenas that's really 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 young i feel like ghost can don't get me wrong but we're talking one band there that's, used to be that's many. What, yes, there used to be. That's what I'm getting and, at. And that's where I think that's where Gene Simmons' comments are like, dude, we need to. We uh, need more kisses out there. Well, we we need we need we need a fan base to want to. Well, Anna, you, know, you said it. You said it before. That, yeah. You said it before. Uh, drugs, partying. That's, you know, all, that's very important to music. It is very important yeah. to music. And it's like, where are all the I drugs? Ha- I hate saying that because I'm not a drug person. It obviously, makes me I, say- I've never tried like any hard drugs in my life. But like, yeah, dude. 
me that, saying this, me saying that, yeah, me saying that, and then on top of that, two sex. It's like you need to go where the hot chicks are. Yeah, that's where things survive, and it's like right now. You know, they're hot chicks and just women in general. It's like you you constantly have this inundation of of I'm bullshit gonna, content being thrown in your face. And where else do you where where do you go to show off that? And it's like well, gonna, you go you go to a fucking pop show with all the same same simple minded people. I'm going to disagree with you on that completely. I think in modern times, after porn went mainstream, that hot chick theory you're talking about, I think that's been dead in music for a long time. I don't think people are going there to look at like hot chicks uh, per se I this is what i think you guys can disagree, disagree but i really yeah. think like I th- when i think i think i think once you have once you have the women in your scene then you'll get the then you'll then the scene will grow I, i'm not saying i'm not saying that if 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 there's an overabundance of women like in your audience that men aren't going to try to flock there if it's a social gathering i'm not saying that because look at the edc thing we have yeah. out here in vegas all the time i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that i think that sex sold very very strongly back in the day where I don't think that's as much of a factor now. Uh, see, I think it, I think it's, it's all, there. yeah, I think it's, it's still always, there a little bit, but I don't think, uh, it, I don't see, think, it, I think it's always a factor. Mm. I definitely think it's always a factor. Okay. It's just, the thing is though, is now there's more of it. And now you have to go the kiss route and you got to go even bigger with the yeah. sex, you know, like, unless because you're like right now, just it, the mainstream is just, you're and I'm not saying, yeah, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I want to see more, more people do that route and have, you know, watch one of our favorite all of a sudden lamb of god's got go-go dancers on the side it's like whoa there's hot chicks i'm not saying to no. go that route mm. but i'm just saying there is an appeal there like ghost well, look sells. at their audience but look at their audience so ghost I, I, is a lot of women a lot yeah. of women love ghost and it's, it's like because they, tobias yeah but the thing is though is who buys stuff though <laughs> who buys stuff i mean like, men and women no 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 when they when they when you do, do the studying it's like it's like 70 percent women are the ones that are buying they're the biggest consumers and right now in the last 20 years everything has been focused towards women it's been geared towards women 20 years in the last i'd say 15 20 years in my and that that's just that, that's just what i've noticed like what what everything has been geared towards and it's like yeah it's all women hmm you like good packaging yeah. yeah well, and Ghost I, is good packaging. Ghost is great packaging. It's 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 got it all. <laughs> and I, that's I'm with you. And that's the worst part about with music in but, general. I mean, though, that it's makes, like, it's that all makes, about the packaging though. It's not about the content. Well, I mean But I think that's uh, because I think of the, the rise of social media. Yeah, if the, right. yeah. if the packaging pulls you in and the content is great, then it works. That's that's when you get your legendary bands. You see what I'm saying? When the package is great and the con- or and the content isn't they don't really reach the, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say that because a lot of the pop music, you know, the, the songs are never really going to be great. No, I, I think know? with, I think with all but the, the pop packaging music is good, but yeah, I, I think it. with all the pop music, like, look, we're never going to have another Humpty dance when it comes to pop music. No, we're not going to have like a dance like that. Or that's a, something like that. Like, but, the but here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. You will have that, but you won't have a, a Macarena sweep the nation. Was like the it once did. Dance craze? That's what I'm getting at. Was it's it like the, the dance craze. It, it, no, it comes out. You see it every, every Sunday on the NFL. The uh-huh. new dance, uh-huh. it gets gets it happens when there's a touchdown. It's like uh-huh. you'll see these guys do that dance, the new hip dance, and it's every single week there's a new dance. Uh-huh. So there's it's not like the Macarena where it's like turn that fucking song off. Now it's like oh yeah, here's that song. It's gonna be hot for a week. I could take it again. Yeah, this time you know. Speaking of Lamb of God, Mark Morton, guitarist of Lamb of God, he shared a. Uh, one of his Instagram DMs. Oh, someone slid into his DM. Oh, oh 
and uh, I'm gonna like, boo. I won't get I won't get down on you. Wait, wait, what? And he I put he, he posted on Twitter. That's why I, I want to get down on you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got. I understood what she yeah. means. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, and he wrote this. He, he, he took this from his Instagram DM. He's put this on his Twitter. It's so just a little sample from my Instagram DMs. I'm going to read everything this random person wrote to Mark Morton. Okay. You're one of the shittiest people in metal music. Lamb of God is the shittiest metal band. I want you to die with your family and friends. You're a fucking bastard. Your mother is a fucking whore. You're a fucking subhuman. Lamb of God is fucking shit. Damn you and die for you to die. Fuck you. Lamb of God is the worst metal band in the world. So someone just randomly sent him that. Wow. That made a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Uh, wow. Very coherent. Mm-hmm. Right before the new year. Right. You got, um, so I, just out of curiosity, hey, I, it, I know people exist out there, and this is uh, something that people will do if they have access to artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what, what is the approach there? Because that's unavoidable, right? That's unavoidable. Once you, once you make it to the pinnacle, especially when you are labeled as one of the best bands in metal music, you're going to hear people that are going to vehemently disagree with that. And then you're going to have dickless psychos like this mm-hmm. who just want to bring people down yeah. to their level. That's all it is. He's a miserable sack of shit. And it's like the guy who's writing that hate is miserable and worthless. Solid chance he's a failed musician. Solid chance he's a failed musician. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, where where you where you put this guy, it's Solid like he's a loser he's a in life. Failed in life. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say in everything. Somewhere yeah. like if, somewhere along if, the line, he that's got really you, angry. If you if you put your time into that, <laughs> right, right, and it's like, <laughs> and that's failed. what I'm saying, and it's like, and then to call them the shittiest metal band, it's like, okay, for starters, that is not at all accurate because in order for you to be the shittiest metal band, that means th- th- like the three to five of you would get together play one song and then look at each other and go we're the shittiest metal band we shouldn't do this and then we walk away Mm -hmm. you don't stay together for that long make that much money get that many fans in order for you to be the shittiest metal band that's what's caught your attention not your mother is a fucking whore you're uh, a fucking subhuman well (laughs) because that the shittiest metal band thing i'm sure he doesn't care about but, but what i'm saying is though is like even then but like like okay, things that he didn't even know about. If people so, don't respond, people one up it until they get. A but that's what yeah. I'm saying, and it's like so. Yeah. So when you hear this dickless psycho saying this type of stuff, it's like number one, he's talking about his own mom because that's <laughs> like obviously there's no love in this guy's of life, course. you know, and that's that's all he wants to do is spread that kind of misery. And the worst part about it is, is pieces of shit like that. They think that's metal. They think going off like that well, and, and wishing death. Yeah, and wishing death and wishing death on family and all this stuff. They think that kind of hate is metal. It's not. There is that's the that there is a stigma to metal about um hatred. Yeah, being, yeah. Being, you know, definitely a, a huge part of the scene and and the draw, you know, which is I, I don't think you can I don't know if you can get away from that because the ang- the music is gonna be angry. And on top of that, this yeah. guy, again, back to the the guy the writing, it's like mm-hmm. he might have had a personal moment with mark where he just walked up and said hey you know i'm a big fan of your band and mark mark might he might have caught him at a wrong moment yeah. where he's like dude i'm trying to eat my sandwich what the fuck you know what but i mean it's, like i hate when people get angry at that because they're human too yeah they're just trying to eat the fucking sandwich. you know what i do i stay whenever i see an artist whenever i see somebody that i'm a huge fan of just walking around you know yeah. and I, on occasion we get that in las vegas i've never seen anybody that i'm a huge fan of but it's Would like you I, take a secret uh picture What's up? Would you take a secret picture? Like, just go, boop. Nah, I mean, maybe. I've done that. Okay. Have you? <laughs> no, okay, but, but what, okay, take it. But I don't, I don't mess with them. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, dang, that's like Nicole Richie, which happened right. at Disneyland. Taking a secret picture <laughs> and going, hey, look who's here, and then sending that to your friends or yeah. whatever. I get that fine. 
But if it's like walking up to them and uh, like that, that and, and engaging, and again, there are people out there that think that I don't know this person, but I've seen them on TV. So I own you. I own you, and I should be able to engage in with you and ask you all these personal questions, and then you th- and then they think that they're just gonna be the same be person happy. they were on in interviews. I'm like, no, that's not. That's part of the job. Doing an interview is part of the job. Going back to his message, was it one long message or was it like bubble, like it separate was messages? Three different. It was four bubbles. So. And the different first times. One, you're one of the shittiest people in metal music. He ignored him. Uh-huh. Lamb of God is a shitty metal band. Ignored him. That's when he, the next bubble was I want your family uh, to die. All that okay, bullshit. Got it. Ignored him. And then the last thing was uh, damn you die. Fuck you die. Four bubbles. So I, I don't know how it works, but <laughs> oh I imagine God. this guy just kept writing them. It, it sounds like he was drunk. And I'm sure if you met this guy, I'm sure if we found out who this guy was, yeah. he'd back off like a bitch and go, oh, oh, guys, I'm sorry. It. I didn't mean that, but I didn't mean it. Yeah. But that's but again though that's what the internet does it empowers dickless sacks of shit like that to speak their mind because mm-hmm. there's no there's no consequences. Yep. I agree. I agree. Moving on to a uh, a decent story about the internet. Something positive. Can we talk about something positive? <sighs> I'm going to bring some ass to your. We talked. Oh, wait. Well, hold on a wow. second. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going right to bring ass. some ass. I'm going to bring some ass. Judas Priest Rob Halford. That kind of ass. Mm-hmm. 70 years old, by the way. 70 years old. To celebrate the new year, he shared a photo of himself in black leather assless chaps oh. on Instagram. Hold on a second. I'm going to shoot you so bad. My dick's hot. Ice. I dope. <laughs> Ice. Wow. <laughs> that drop was uh, was was pretty good. Uh, but anyways, uh, I, all I, I don't know, man. You guys. You, I want to see this. You're empowered by it? Or uh, I found, I found empowered? it Empowered? Now, was it assless chaps from behind? Yeah, you see his ass. Was, okay. was it on Instagram? Or? It was on Instagram. Look, number one, it's Rob Halford. He's wore those assless chaps so many times, except we couldn't see his ass before. Number two, it's a 70-year-old man. It's a 70-year-old man, but who gives a shit? It's Rob Halford. <laughs> see? But here's the thing, though. See, She's I'm laughing. Yeah. That's what Rob Halford probably wanted. He wanted you wanted. to laugh. Yeah, he wanted you to fucking laugh. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's Arizona. He lives in Arizona, so it's like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there you go. In America. Oh, and it's tattooed. Fuck yeah, Rob. Yeah, he's got some, he's got some, he's got some thickness. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Two C's. Let me tell you something. Rob Halford doing that. Rob Halford doing that. That, see, you want to talk about metal? That's fucking metal. Is that metal? I'm going to post a picture of my 70 year old ass, and you're going to love it. And guess what? We're talking about it. We're talking, well, it goes with the suit. I know. No, he performs saying, in the cane. I'm just saying, like, yeah. he has a cane. Like, he's, yeah. he's a Oh, dude. Pig. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Now, you know what? All I'm saying is, <laughs> why is it so metal? Because I'm Rob Halford, and I could do this shit. And, and guess what? I'm sure he pulled lots of dick because uh. of that photo, which means he's winning. He got what he wanted out of it. We're talking about that was him. Good. We're talking about him. I'm sure he had some guys slide up into his DMs. Like, what's up? Hopefully, Rob? nobody said he wanted his family to die, but <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it was is. a sexy kind of slide yeah. through. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's funny too. No, see, I'll Pete leave it was, at that. No, 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 I no, was no, like, no, oh, no, come on, no. it's gross, man. No, Pete no. wanted. Pete wanted us. To, here's the thing. This is the rare situation where Pete brought something to our attention, and he wanted us to go. Come on, man, you're 70. But instead, we turned it around brandon was the positive one and now pete's like oh shit no, it, oh, no, i no, just no. realized I, i'm the negative one i, I gotta jump back on it i gotta jump year old down the street then that we'd be like ah it's, it's just because it's rob halford it's, rob it's just halford, that it's rob him. halford but here's the thing though if it was still a random 70 year old now granted if it were if rob halford was posting random pictures of 70 year olds and chaps with their ass hanging out on his instagram yeah. then i'd be like rob it's that metal 
You're just posting random pictures of 70-year-old people. And just say in your phone. But when it's Rob Halford, the metal god himself, who has made a career out of being in those same assless chaps, just, you know, he had pants on underneath. Mm-hmm. It's like, why not? That's just not remo- yes. remove remove that extra pair of pants, get some, get some wind on those butt cheeks, and keep surviving, Rob. <laughs> keep surviving. Keep fucking again? surviving, Rob. Dude, I think it's funny. <laughs> Happy New Year's. I was just like, oh, man. See, there you go. Now you're back on it. No, no, no. You you didn't think it was funny originally. Now you're back on. Now you're positive, Pete. Stay positive with me. (laughs) Positive, Pete. Positive, Pete. Stay positive. (laughs) Last story before we get into our interview with uh, Ice-T, guys. Glenn Danzig's girlfriend. She did an interview. Why the... Why? Well, I mean, she's she was in Veronica. She's so maybe she's she's an actress. She's like an Instagram, I think, model. Oh, I don't I don't know the details, but anyways, right. really beautiful chick. If you haven't seen her, well, she's, yeah, she's she, really good looking. I mean, Glenn Danzig is a metal god, a yeah, punk yeah. rock god. So, uh, anyways, she I don't know why. I mean, it's funny now I to know. say that. It's funny to say that now, but it's true. No, Danzig's awesome. He's please. a god. He's yeah. a he's a metal punk rock. But metal you're saying slash like, oh, she's really beautiful. She's gorgeous, and then he's like, and then. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Danzig's <laughs> not. No, yeah, I dancing. know, but he's a no, no. but he's a rock star. Rock stars. When you reach, when you have that many followers on You're, Instagram really and no Twitter, no one cares what you look. Nobody yeah. cares what you look like. You know, I, and I completely understand that whole thing. But anyways, I don't know what her role is in the world. I just know that she um, is Danzig's girlfriend. But yeah. someone interviewed. That's probably whatever. her role. And she stated that uh, she hates that Danzig has told her that he hates all the memes about him. Now. Aww. Okay. See, this is the internet bully thing we're talking You're about. You're right, but here's the thing. How many times has Danzig himself been a bully? Oh, well, when you hear when you hear that's why he's getting all these internet memes because backstage and when you hear about this guy off stage, Danzig's like the meanest guy in the world. So it's like so and it, and these stories have gone it's it's such his it's, reputation is not nice. Yes, his yes. reputation in the metal community has been like god damn this guy's a dick and it's from everybody, yeah. you know. Now granted we've interviewed Danzig and mm-hmm. he was, he was actually nice to me. Nice to Brandon. Yeah. You know, he he was nice to me. Granted we, he might have been uh the phone was probably on the other side of the room because you barely could hear what he was saying, but <laughs> He did the interview. He was Yeah, nice. he did the interview yeah. and that's all we ask. But uh, but it's like, but you hear so many. And even when he was in Vegas, because, you know, we, we know people that do the sound yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like when you heard, heard what he was trying to do when the Misfits had the reunion here at the MGM, he stomped his feet and acted like a, a, a jerk then. So the fact that the Internet is coming back on him. It's everybody loves to see the bully get theirs. And it's like the twisted T guy, the guy that was dropping the N bombs and he got hit in the oh, face yeah. with the twisted T. I mean, it's like <laughs> you saw the, the the whole social media explode just because they saw somebody get what they had coming. Now, I don't necessarily believe Danzig deserves hate coming his way. It's it's I don't like seeing people get attacked, but dude, mm-hmm. these memes that are getting posted of him, they're so fucking funny. The, the, they're solid. Dude, when they I feel like they're I feel like they're I mean they're bully they're still bully kind of memes, but I do feel like there's gotta be a part of them that sees one to be like, eh, right, but dude, that they're one's more, pretty good. They're that more, one's pretty good. Because <laughs> this is what they do. They, they all they do is they just take Danzig's face and they they photoshop it on somebody else's yeah. body. Oh, they, so, they take actual pictures like the, the Christmas wrapping thing that went all over the internet. Right. Yeah they take actual pictures him like the with kitty litter yeah with the kitty litter all over the place and that's great you see stuff like that is where i'm like man like that's where it gets fucked up it's like dude the guy's just coming out of the grocery store and then it's like you look at dancing he's all fucking fat and i'm like well he's also closer to 70 than he was to when he made mother 94 you know i mean it's a completely different are you good with seeing his ass uh in chaps uh 
the only difference is <laughs> it's because they work out though, right? See, but here's the thing: Danzig didn't they make a living built. being in chaps, though. If he did, then I'd be like, show that ass, Danzig. But instead, but I'm just saying Rob Alford made the living in chaps. So him doing it is funny. Okay. He knows what he's doing. Rob Alford knows he's posting a funny picture by doing it. Do that. you think it'd be if Danzig did that, he'd just be seeking attention? Yes. Absolutely. I think everyone would be, be thrown curious. off. We'd be like, what? That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> he you doesn't see, have that funny persona. And, he's, he's super serious. And, there, and, yeah. there, and let's go back to yeah. where we were talking about Rob Halford. Rob Halford was on a podcast after somebody made, uh, uh, was on the Big J Okerson podcast after he SDR got in trouble. Yeah. yeah, after he got in trouble for making a gay joke. And then Halford, they asked Halford about, he goes on that podcast. Yeah. They ask Halford about the gay joke, and then Halford comes back with another gay joke. That's Halford. Yes. He just, it's all about, he knows not to take himself seriously, and he's made that persona. See, like he's made that persona for all of us to understand. Danzig, on the other hand, has always taken himself seriously. And whenever you can make fun of somebody who takes himself seriously, it's I'm sorry, That's like we're all we're all gonna laugh a little bit more. I definitely feel like the brooding, gothic type, serious persona of the Mansons, Danzig. They're the best memes. They really they're are the oh, best yeah. memes because they really their are. face is just like I'm so Dude, dark. One of the funniest Trent things. Reznor ones, like yeah. from back in the day. They're the best memes. And Anytime, anytime they take Danzig's name and they put it in with a, a word that rhymes with like Dan's in the beginning, right? There was one where it was a transvestite. Uh-huh. It, it's like you see this, you see this uh, person walk around. They're very unattractive, you know, body like just all over the place. But they're wearing like next to nothing clothes. Well, they put Danzig's face on that body and they called it Transig. So I was like, that's so <laughs> clever. That's so clever and funny to me. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I hate memes, but when you supply me with a visual that goes along with the meme congratulations transig transig (laughs) hey i i laugh at memes all the time yeah all the time well then there was another one where i saw where it was like they put danzig in a vampire costume and they're like you know danzigvania or something like that it was like (laughs) danzilvania it was just like so it's just anything anytime that happens it's it's always funny and but i get what he i get from Danzig's perspective, it's like, and if you really think about it, how long has he been trying, literally trying to stay out of the public mm-hmm. eye? And it's like, unfortunately, all your backstage bullshit has reached the masses. Yes, and now we all kind of, yeah, we know you're kind of a douche. I, I have no problem buying another misfit skull t-shirt. If you want me to feel, if you, if that'll make you feel better, Danzig, you know, but, <laughs> but that's what happened. <laughs> Well, I don't know, man. Meme culture is, uh, I don't know. I don't consider it bully culture. I've heard people say it is. It is. It can be. It can be. be. I've heard it. I've heard it. Um, Again, when when you use the picture of him walking out with the kitty litter and, you know, you snap that picture. Yeah. And I think that's bully culture. But Transig, come on, dude. I laughed at the kitty litter one. I thought it was hilarious. He looked so serious in that picture. But is it it. not? But is it not bullying, though? It's like, here's a guy that's walking out of a store. It has no idea that the camera's on him. And then, oh yeah, and I then mean, he I gets put on there like, look at how Dan's going to fat and disgusting he looks. No, now. those you know? those memes are are bad. But like, if it's it's something, uh, they they did uh, like a little parody of one of their songs, of, okay, of a misfit song, and that was funny. That's funny. But they were like saying, oh look at this fat ass. Yeah. See, that's what I'm getting at. It's oh, like okay. when it's when it's look at this fat ass. It's mean. No, that's when mean. you're actually putting work into your photoshopping skills and you come up with a gem like Transig. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's on that train. You need to be congratulated, <laughs> and Danzig needs to personally call you up and congratulate you. 
um, with the phone on the other side of the room so we can't hear what he's saying. Like, the yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I, I just want to call him up and Dan's is like, a, ring. hello? We, dude, what? do we Hello? still have that audio somewhere? Good. We gotta find that audio. Good. What? <laughs> Good. Maybe he was just a little bit just, shy. Dude, you know, you didn't hear this interview? No. Oh, man, we played it years ago. I, it was like three or That's, four years ago. That was ago. how he was talking. Dude, seriously. Yeah, seriously, I'm being... Everywhere. And the only I, thing I, you I can mean, hear him say was he'd be like, uh... Here, here's how it was. <laughs> it was and you're like, dude, dude. Was and then it's like, Brandon doesn't know what to I'm, do. I'm being, I'm being very, very, very loud right now compared to what Danzig was doing. Oh, my God. So yeah, it was I mean, great. I don't want to get up and get because uh, right now we're in confined spaces. So if I get up and walk away from the microphone and really make it sound like how Danzig made it sound, uh, it would take too much time. So I'm just gonna kind of stay this far away from. Oh the Oh my god! It seems like we have a story about everybody at this point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we had an experience with. We do have a story. Yeah. We have yeah. lots of stories. You have to like There's edit it. You have to like. Dude, I'm telling you, bump if, up his volume. Yeah. I don't know what episodes on we played this on Metal Sucks. Mm. Uh, we played like the clip we made a bit out of this and it was like three or four years ago yeah it um, was yeah I, I don't know where they where we, the I, dude it's now, in it's in the archive somewhere guys if somebody remembers it send me an email and be like it was on this episode but anyways oh, without further ado let's get to one of the, my favorite people to talk to every chance i get let's jump into our interview with ice tea yeah dude I, I saw that you got five new puppies is this true that's what you're going to hear in the background. Yeah, we got five puppies. We, um, well, you know, our first bulldog was named Spartacus, and he passed away. His son is King Maximus. We had him. So Coco wants to continue the bloodline. So we got another dog named Alexis, and we bred them together. So now we have five puppies over here. Uh, we have to keep them for two months before we can give them away or whatever. Oh, and, uh they're just running rampant. It's it's madness. Little puppies here over there. They're fighting. There they are. It's all good. I had eight dogs in my house. Um, the the mom and dad had the uh, they they gave birth to four of them. Same deal. I was like, let me give them a couple months. I kept them all, and uh, yeah, oh. I know. <laughs> I kept them Don't all. Say man. That right I'm now. sorry, man. You fall in love with them quick. <laughs> And bulldogs, though, um, I had a French bulldog. Does that you got French or English? Which ones do you guys got? English bulldogs. French English. have the ears. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Exactly. And and he thought he was a little dog. And man, he would pounce. He would pounce. <laughs> he was not the not the funnest of all. But uh, no, actually, I loved him, man. That's cool. Bulldogs are, oh, they're the best, dude. I wish I had a bulldog. Yeah, we love them. We love them. They don't move around that much, and they. They got flat faces, so when they look at you, they look like a human. You look at them like, what the fuck? Got a lot of expression. Absolutely. Congratulations on the hopefully, hopefully you can give them away. I'm just I'm warning you, it gets tough. There's gonna be some tears. I'm just letting you know. Oh, <laughs> For sure, I, man. Coco and them are over there hitting already at keeping two. I'm trying to keep one, but we'll see. Oh, you know you're gonna lose that fight, but I got you. <laughs> oh, I made her smile. We'll see. We'll see this made her smile. <laughs> Answer now, Lord. Okay, oh, that's awesome, man. So we we are here to celebrate. I once oh, again. My daughter wants to keep four puppies. No, you're tripping. Okay, you just started it in my house. Thank you, Pete. I probably I, I kind of apologize, but I also I also think that that house is going to be a great house for those four puppies. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> it could it could get worse for those like, those bulldogs. But anyways, uh, yeah, really. we are here to celebrate, my friend. Celebrate another Grammy 
Award nomination for Body Count, man. One more time, Bum Rush has got the nomination. Uh, tell me, man, this is not your first time getting the nomination, but how you feel about this time? Do you feel like this one you guys might, you got this well, one? Well, when I got the word, oh, it's snowing. When I got when I got the the word, it went like this. They said you got nominated for a Grammy, and I said I know, but we lost. And they go, no, you got nominated for another <laughs> Grammy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? So it's like two albums, two Grammys. So, you know, the Grammys are like to me like. My award imitation is fuck the Grammys, fuck the Grammys, fuck what? I'm nominated? It's like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I think all people are like that. It's like they don't matter until you become nominated. Then it becomes important. And I just look at it like with the thousands and thousands of records that come out every year, just to be considered is a great honor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're they picking five groups out of the thousands of people that went in the studio and busted their ass. So I, just, I, don't, I don't look at it lightly. I don't blow it off. People say, hey, the Grammys don't know what they're doing. They don't know this. They never gave Metallica. There's a lot of controversy around the Grammys. But still, when it's you, you're happy. You're happy, you know? So we'll just see what happens. Last time... They call and they go, hey, we want you to perform. And we're like, okay, maybe we won. <laughs> you know? and, and so we performed at the pre-Grammys. And then after it, they took us in the back and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, and the winner, Mastodon. They were like, the cameras turned from us. And then we couldn't even get in our dressing room. It was locked. they they got you they got you right there on the side of the stage and then it was like nah mastodon oh mastodon and i was like oh man so we learned the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat but um you know we were up against code red before they're an incredible band and then this year we're up against power trip who was our friend who you know was on the carnivore album riley and he passed so that's kind of sucks you know, so we'll just have to see how this goes, you know. Yeah, I was really, when I saw it, the first thing I thought, I'm like, well, if the Grammys wanted to do this, like, you know, so we didn't have that thing that you're feeling, they should have just point the finger, should have just been nominated. And then we would have been good because if you guys win, Riley would have had a chance to right. you know, be and, a part and, of that. You know, and point the finger is a banger. Yeah, it's a banger. You know, and, and, and there you go. That See, you're a little bit smarter. Just pick, if you like body count that much, pick point to finger and you get both of us yep. in one. You get So, you... I mean, if, if we win, I'm dedicating it to Riley regardless, you know, awesome. but that's, that's, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I got a feeling it won't happen. Maybe the third time will be the charm if we ever make it to the third one. <laughs> Hey, on your guys' record, with, with the records that you've been doing with Will Putney, Body Count, I, I can see a third one for sure. Now, how is how, do you know how the Grammys is going to be done this year? I'm assuming it's going to be like the other events where it's kind of like from, uh, you know, obviously from, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The cameras? Remote. Remote, Remote. yeah. Sorry about that. Just total uh, brain fart. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Grammys is, are funny. Like, even going to the Grammys is very high it's very intense, you know, 
I mean, we we got we went to the Grammy when we went to the Grammys. My road manager and my manager got in a fight. Shit got crazy because they don't let a lot of people into the Grammys, and every artist has an entourage. But you've got a hundred groups with entourages, so they're shutting it down, and that causes a lot of tension. So you know, it's your big day, but you can only bring five people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. It's a very crazy situation, so I'm kind of glad it's being done remote. Uh, that way, I don't have to leave my house to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you get it. dressed up and you go down the red carpet and all that old shit. But um, you know, it is what it is. Like I say, it's acknowledgement more than anything. And you know, me being able to make records for thirty years, and then you know, you still got people to like you still make music? And I'm like, we just got nominated for a Grammy. And they sound, they feel like dumb fucks. <laughs> like, oh, you are still making music. Yeah, we're making good music. Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh, yeah, 100%. I got a good feeling. Right, so I'm going to keep it positive. I really got a good feeling. I know I know. I don't want to jinx nothing. Let me knock on wood here. But uh... well, somebody, somebody said, like, you guys predicted the future as you've been doing for years, but... You predicted the protests. You predicted everything in that record. You said what was getting ready to happen, and the shit just happened, you know. And I'm like, well, I'm I I, I try to foresee what's going on, you know. And I, you know, the whole term of being woke is now like you know people are saying we you know we're woke. We know what's going on, and that's what the bum rush was about. It's about mm-hmm. We're not sleep. We know what's going on. We see you're trying to divide and conquer. We're not with your bullshit. You know, you know, it's still building a fucking wall and there's still no clean water in Flint. We see this shit and you can't stop us once we all get together. And when I watched the demonstrations and I saw the diversity in the demonstrations, all the different races, all the women, everybody, I'm like, this is the bum rush right here. This is it. And it happened. And, you know, the last bum rush would be dragging homeboy out of the White House, kicking and screaming. You know, it's like, mm. this shit is wild. Mm. Man, you know, that's that's the, you're just, uh, I think about other countries, man, looking at this. And I'm like, it's just overwhelmingly embarrassing with that, how that, how this is playing out right now, this change. But well, the, uh, the, the, yeah. the, thing that, the thing that really tweaks me about the whole shit is like, you know, dude ain't even really a Republican. You nope. know, like he wasn't a Republican. He beat the Republican. So now they get behind him. It's such fakeness, it's such weirdness going on, you know. And I po- I I peeped his card way ahead of time. I'm like, dude is more of a mob boss than any if the first thing you say when you get ready to become president is can I pardon myself? That's like gotta be a tell. That's a tell. You know, I'm like, yo, you got plans, don't you? You know. <sighs> so here we are. 2020 has been the most outrageous year of my life. I'm 62 years old. Mm-hmm. This is the craziest. Fuck the Vietnam War. Fuck this year has been. I think it's the global reset. I think it's like. It's like, look to your left, notice who your enemy is, look at your best friend, say, oh, wow, you really feel like that? 
get your shit together, stay home, realize how fragile life is, get your plan together, and when this shit all blows over, we'll be in a reset mode, you know? I think that's what's going on right now. I agree. I think that we needed it, too. I mean, it, it, there was just aimless arrows everywhere, man, but... That was the one of the the hardest. I mean, one of the most important lessons of me growing up. My father taught me is like your actions got to match your words, and so you would always look above to the people that are successful, and kind of hope that that kind of you know leadership was shown where your actions matched your words. And this is not the first time, but I mean, I think this is the most grandiose time of the total opposite being celebrated. You know, like where your actions match none of your words, and, and everybody was just like, thumbs up on it. You know. The scary part to me is, well, it's not the scary part. It's kind of like, honestly, what Ice T has been saying all along is that this country is divided. Mm. And whether you want to believe it or not, racism still exists, injustice still exists. And more so, motherfuckers that don't care still exist. Where you got an election that pretty much said there's 70 million people that feel a different way, mm. you know? So here we are in this country and we're trying to exist. KRS-One said it best. There'll never be justice on stolen land. And we're trying to make this place good because there's nothing but there's tons and tons of good people. But the basis of this country is so corrupt and so fucked up. It's difficult. Yeah, it's a, it's at the core, like you said, man. That's very true. Now, um, to segue away, because I, I did want to talk about um, one thing that I found really interesting. Now, you're in the process right now of writing a book. Is that correct? Called in the working title, Split Decision. Can you give us any information on that right now? Well, I had a friend. His name is Spike, and um, me and him were involved in crime heavy in the streets before I started making music. What a lot of people don't know is I never made music till I was 27. Uh, I had had a, you know, pretty half of my life, you know, breaking the law. And we did it side by side. So a lot of these stories from Ice-T's past, he was in the car, you know. So you're going to hear these stories. But then what happened was when I tried to be a rapper, he was too. And uh, I had a moment where I said, you know, I'm no longer breaking the law. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to try to go this route. He heard that, but he went on one last mission. And uh, he sent two crews out to do two jewelry store robberies. And one crew got away, and the other crew, someone got murdered. And they gave him the murder for being the mastermind. And he ended up doing 26 years in prison. Um. Uh, they made him take a 25-year bid where he he didn't would couldn't appeal it, and he had a life sentence. But he ran the scared straight programs and all that stuff in there because he wasn't really a killer, but he got a murder rap, and he uh, came home. So he was like, "Ice, I want to write a book." And I said, "Well, Spike, you know nobody wants to hear your story." because you're not special. The only thing special about you is your friend was successful. And so that's when I got the idea. I was like, why don't we write a co-write a book together where we show that one split decision can change the trajectory of two people's lives. So 
The book starts with us together. Then when he makes his mistake, while he's in prison, he's telling you what's going on in the yard at such and such. People are in a riot, and I'm over here doing New Jack City. You feel me? Mm. And then it it goes through all these different zones to where it, we meet up now. And now he's back with me. He's on road with us and stuff. But it's a cautionary tale to tell people or kids or whoever reads it, like, prison is only one decision away, one mistake, one minute of road rage, one slip. So you have to make sure everything you do is thought out. Absolutely. That's an exciting book, man. I got to tell you, like just the concept alone is going to be something that is going to be really uh, just grabs me, you know, because there are so many altercations that I think we've all dealt with in our lives that could have went one way or another. And uh, that's all it, it, it could have taken to change our course, our future, our belief system, everything, you know. Um, the cool part about the book is he could have become the star and I could have done the prison time. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We were so parallel in what we were doing that I could have been the guy saying, hey, to get this little war chest together so I can be flossy, you know, and I can look good. And that's what you're seeing a lot of times now with these young rappers is they're not making the money yet from records, but they want to have that image. So they're still breaking the law and they're getting caught or they're still getting caught up in street shit. And it's kind of like John DeLorean, you know, trying to make that one lick to fund his legitimate thing. So it's going to be a good book. And I got Doug Century, who wrote my last book, working on it. He does all the mob books. <clears throat> and it's going to it's going to explain a lot of stuff. It's going to explain my past a little bit more in depth. Uh, fortunately, I never killed anybody. So there's a statute of limitations and I can talk freely about it. Fortunately, yeah, that's good. That's going to be exciting. I can't, I can't wait to get my hands on that. Is there a time frame that you guys are thinking about releasing it, or is it just kind of in the beginning stages right now? Uh, we're in the middle stages. Middle. Uh, thanks to COVID, we were. You know, when you do it with a writer, you're just doing super in depth interviews. They do deep in depth interviews, then they put it in a format, then they take your words and they put it into chapters, right? Then they give it to you you read it back and you edit it. So kind of like when you use a ghostwriter, they're writing your words, but then you edit it and make it make it official. So, I mean, some idiots will have people ghostwriting. They won't even read the fucking book like Donald Trump, you know. <laughs> Just put it out. That's what I said. But the way it's done correctly is... They hand you back the chapters and you say, no, nah, I didn't say that, change that. We can make this better. But they kind of move it forward because they know how to write books. And it's a, it's a procedure. Uh, and like, also, like, say, for instance, they're interviewing you and you talk about your mom, right? You might not. Three days later, you might segue and say something about your mom. Well, that writer will bring those two conversations together. You feel me? Mm hmm. So you're a writer, you, you know, it's how it's done. Yeah, so, you've you got to read it back to know that you're saying what you're trying to say. Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. So Doug did my last book, uh, Gangster Life and Redemption from South Central to Hollywood. And it, everybody loved it and I loved it. And my books sound like me talking. 
So it, it written like that. He 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 knows how to do that well. So it's good. Nice, nice, exciting, man. So during the pandemic, as we had many many things have, have been going on, and we've had some time, free time to do things that we normally would put on the shelf. Has Body Count been doing any new music during this time? Have you guys been doing sharing some files or writing any songs? No. No, because we kind of like got body count went into a zone because you got to remember we dropped we dropped Carnivore a month before the pandemic hit. We dropped it in March, late mm-hmm. March. So we were ready to go on tour. We had shows in New York. We had shows in L.A. We had a big tour, 30 shows in Europe. So, you know, you make that album. We were ready to go promote it. And then the pandemic hit. So we had to do that video we did with Riley, you know. So it's kind of really hard to create new music when you haven't really able to perform your recent shit. You know what I'm saying? 100%. You're like in a in a trip zone. So I've written down some ideas for more songs, but we haven't been able to get back in the studio or everybody's in limbo. It's just like a weird place. I mean, honestly, Personally, I, I it's almost like I want to re-release Carnivore when this shit blows over. Maybe with you know a, a beast, and then instead of doing another album, doing do Carnivore with a with a, a you know five new songs or something, you know, because I don't think we got our full push. We shoulda record sold well, but that's just how I feel. <clears throat> totally understandable because you need that live experience to to connect. And the record, it, it has a different life. <clears throat> and we all need that. Yeah, it has another life once you're actually able to do something with it. Mm-hmm. And we were ready, man. We had all these big festivals. We were ready to go kill shit. And it just, yeah. But I, hey, me and how many other hundred bands are in the same boat? Yeah, there is a festival that I believe you guys are booked for in October of 2021. That's the Aftershock Festival in Northern California. Um, how are you feeling about that? Do you guys think that's still going to be a go? Are you excited to jump out there? Well, the festival from my side is easy because it's easy to keep everybody safe. But if you play, I mean, I we, we played Download, it was 150,000. When you look at those people, you know that's not safe. Like, if there's somebody sick, that's that's sick. You know, that's like a big Petri dish. Mm-hmm. Not to mention a mosh pit. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever have those big, big things again. I mean, I hope, I think they have to actually come up, the fuck a virus, a cure. You know? Mm-hmm. They got to have a, they had to have a cure to where, okay, if you catch this, you got to, you know, get some penicillin shots or whatever, but we can cure it. Feel me? Yeah. I, that, when, when that comes, maybe. But for now, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not hedging my bets toward any tours. I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Last thing I want to talk to you guys one more time. I want everybody out there. If you guys haven't picked up carnivore, make sure you do celebrate it. We're going to fingers crossed. It's going to take this best mellow Grammy uh, second time around. We really think you guys put out a fantastic record and that little thing will just lift it up. We all want to see that. So last thing I want to do is that I, uh, I know some sad news real quick, but I did want to touch base with you on that. Tommy Lister did pass away a little while ago. I saw that the National Film Registry, the Library of Congress, they selected 25 films this year. And uh, one of those films, they did like Grease, Sweet Sweet Backs, 
um, Clockwork Orange and The Dark Knight. And uh, that was a scene that I think for a lot of the generations, because most of us know him as Debo, uh, in The Dark Knight was a, a very powerful, powerful scene. And it just made me think about him. And I just wanted to talk to you about him because I know you guys were friends. You guys did movies many times. I'm talking about Trespass and a couple other, like, um, how, how um, as 2020 rolls around and you've lost so many, how, how did this one affect you? I mean, that hurt, man. You know, Tiny was my guy. We did about five or six mm. movies together. He was just a bigger-than-life catch. You know, he was wrestling. He was Zeus. You know, he used to tell me stories about him and Hulk Hogan and stuff. And it was like, I didn't know me and him are exact same age, but he used to always call me the big homie. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, it's just hard, man. It's hard. It, it, I think what makes it harder is all these people that just won't accept this shit as being real. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. He, he had COVID complications. He had diabetes, but we all, you know, the, the shit makes you weaker and it, it, anything you got, it, it'll come and get you. So to hear that, it shook me up. I mean, I just lost a week before uh, Gangsta Rid from Booyah Tribe, the young youngest member of Booyah, the rapper who was a good friend of mine. He had been to New Zealand and came back home and died. So, you know, it's just sad, man. These are, these are really, really rough times. My my DJ Evil his mother and father died mm. from COVID. So, you know, it's crazy. But the bad thing is that you can't even really have a funeral. You know, when you're sick, no one can be there with you. So, you know, it's cold. But, hey, I got the song, When I'm Gone, and that came from Nipsey being killed. And it's just like saying, yo, now... You know, everybody wants to show you how much they love you, but how about while people are here? Let's let's start to appreciate people while they're here. Absolutely. On that note, Ice, thank you so much for that, man. I appreciate you giving us that. And uh, and also, man, I want to thank you again. Like I said, I, I, I'm really always blessed every time I get a chance to talk to you, my friend. So thank you so much for calling in to the Metal Sucks All right, Podcast. my man. All right, take care. Accumulate all the wealth White on black, black on white Muslim hatred
Metal Sucks Podcast. Poor little Johnny didn't live to see 16. Gun made his lung collapse. Buried the body of his brother the next week. Cops shot him twice in the back. Walk, walk it down the door. No questions asked. Lies made both on their feet. They open fire before he can speak. Wrong place, wrong time. Stay out the streets is what they mama said. Dead no crime. Schoolboys, they never broke the law. Anywhere, anytime. They shoot first and ask questions last. Could be yours. And then they point the finger at you And then they point the finger at you Unarmed It don't matter you can get got Your own home It don't matter you can get shot They feel fear They start squeezing that cat They shoot the cat Now you're flying your back Dead witness the coincidence Drug deal gone bad Fucking badge is the biggest gang We've ever had Wrong place, wrong time Dealing dead, no drugs, no cash Dead man, no crime Cops shot him, said he reached for a gun Anywhere, anytime They shoot first and ask questions last Could be yours, could be mine Innocent people and kids gotta get killed by these police, man. And then it's always the victim's fault. Some fucking bullshit. Sucks Podcast.
for deals to make a kill And in the war looking gonna get that ass killed I'm living like a criminal where criminal I be And I'm respected in the hood like a G But if they think about stitching then they gone I'm taking off their head with a motherfucking chrome I gotta pay the pay to play to get through And I ain't through till I'm dumping on a fool I see the fool running and running from where they going Had the wits and my murder now they know it Would they blast or blast or let them pass I'll have to think that my life was going in a blast If I wait to take it longer that'll be my ass Sitting for these fools while stepping across the ground Cause they can't hide and hide and that's real And what you just with it with your eyes got you killed Another body burner Bang your head to this Another body burner guys and we are back first song you heard is the grammy nominated song off their latest record carnivore that is bum rush second song you heard off the same record that's point the finger featuring riley gale um guys make sure if you haven't picked up carnivore you do check that out the third song we played as you heard in the interview we talked about gangster rid from the booyah tribe passing away i see having a good relationship with him we played a track if you guys never heard it faith no more and the booyah tribe another body murdered it's off the judgment night soundtrack i believe back in 94 ice t did a song with that and ice t and slayer did a song on that record as well guys so if you've never heard that check it out but we want to share uh you know a little bit of the the, the passing of uh gangster rid you know on the metal program and that's probably the best track we can show you guys for that so that was a good record gangster rid you know nice tea i hope he gets the oscar <laughs> with that <laughs> i want to thank everybody out there for the five star reviews you guys keep giving us on the good old apple itunes you thank guys you. thank you for the itunes are the best, the best. we truly appreciate, appreciate that yes. if you guys just click on that we don't need words oh, but no when we words. get the words we they really words. they're cool no words need we want stars stars, <laughs> stars and, first words and lastly we want to thank everybody out there for listening to our other podcast rise to offend the documentary podcast appreciate we do it. it's very uh, good you yeah. guys are the best um, with that 
2021 is here. 2021. 2021. It is here. It's great. Until next week, make more Danzig meets. Make the Danzig meets transic. <laughs> the Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.